He's kind of a dick. Yeah, I'm telling you, we should go to Vegas next year. <laughs> I'm not gonna remember shit. There's your, there's your beginning cut. I'm not here Just knocked over your entire life. Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. Tiffany. And today is our last check-in before we take a little summer break. Um, the end of season one. Season finale over here. Yeah. So we're going to do some discussion about our, our thoughts on Oprah's book club. And then, you know, other little things we've been reading here and there. Then our trailer will come out announcing the next book club. And the choices, the first three. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> so, I already yeah. put the first one on hold because it was like an eight-week wait. <laughs> I should probably look into that, seeing as my holds are, you know, from for 2025. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will definitely do that. Thank you you're for like reminding me. 85 years old, and you're like, I can finally read. <laughs> so, it tells you, like, approximately how many weeks until they think you'll get it. Yeah. There's four of them. They're all, like, approximately seven weeks. I'm like, I can't have all four of you at the same time. Just, just like, strategically punt them. Oh, like, oh, for sure. Well, I thought I did that with a flicker in the dark. Like, I put it on hold for 14 days. Like, I was like, deliver to me in 14 days, which would be, like, around this time. So I resumed the hold, and it was, like, four weeks. I was like, but I put you on hold. I'm, I thought I was supposed to get you now. <laughs> yeah, um, under the banner of heaven, it finally, like, right after I started, I can't remember what I was reading, but it was like, hey, it's ready. And so I'm for, like, two weeks, and so it should be ready on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Which would be nice, because I'm really not getting a lot of summer chant, like, summer kindle challenges out like i think i've already got five <laughs> yeah i have five so i'm pretty excited about to wrap up my sixth yeah i was that's that was one of my notes today was to like update the summer kindle challenge and mm -hmm. what our thoughts were so far mm -hmm. well all right so we do our little final oprah yeah all right um I'm kind of on the fence about reading more of these or more choices. From Oprah? Yeah. I definitely think there are some better books on there. Yes, there are some I, gems. That I would have loved for us to have selected, which is unfortunate. Um, and I just, I think most of the books that we did choose, like I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, like I, the book that I thought I was going to enjoy while I was gone, I just, I keep forgetting that we had, we read it. Yeah. It was very like forgettable to me. Yeah, it's very forgettable. I think what I remember about it, like I liked that it was obviously short. Um, and I liked that it had like almost like the girls vibe, like, Going yeah. back into the 60s, there was kind of like a murder mystery. But again, I found the main character pretty annoying. and Very annoying. And just like entitled almost. And I don't know. I just remember that conversation of like how her husband was mad that she was going to cheat on him. And he, she, she was like, no, but he murdered the girl and I didn't cheat. So it's fine. And he was like. But you went there to cheat. Yeah. And like she, she like, didn't. No, no, no. But he confessed. And it was just, uh, I don't know. It just felt like the ending was very unsatisfactory. Like it was like, he confessed. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I think she. And I think at that point, like we all knew he had done it. Like we didn't need the confession. We all knew that he yeah, had and done I... it at that point. And I think what made me mad is like she didn't understand why the cops couldn't do anything. It's like, you didn't get the confession on tape. It's your word against his, and there's literally no evidence. Yeah. Like, sorry. Because all the things she was saying, I was like, you all live together. 
Yeah. Of course, his, like, his hair is going to be on her and her hair is going to be on, like, all that stuff. Yeah. I was just like, this is. And he made a compelling argument of, like, no, she's mad that I didn't sleep with her. Yeah. And so now she's saying I killed a girl. Like, yeah. oh, that's believable, too. So, yeah, I do think that that one, I think it could have been executed better. Surprising ones that I enjoyed was Anna Karenina. I enjoyed more than I expected to. Yeah, I, it was still way too long. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, and then all of a sudden I, it was just, like, not about her. And yeah, I like, oh. and I just, I felt like I would forget things from the beginning when we would, I mean, that was a good thing why we did the recaps every two parts. Yeah. Because um, there was going to be no way that I would remember anything from the beginning if we would have yeah. done one discussion. Because at first I was like, maybe we should do this for Tara Road, too. But then I started it, and I was like, there, we don't need to. Yeah, we do not. This one is an easy read. This one yeah. is... No, thank God we did not. Um, the first two yeah. chapters would have been like, she's living her daily life. <laughs> she is married and has kids. She's <laughs> continued to live her married life. She's still living that life on Tara Road. All right, we're on page 400. She's <laughs> finally switched houses, <laughs> and she's living her daily life. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that one would have been a weird one to have multiple discussions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, for that one to be such a big book, that was a definite easy read. Mm -hmm. Another one that was surprising was What Looks Like Crazy on an Ordinary Day and Daughter Daughter of Fortune. Yes. And they're both surprising for different reasons. Yes, I liked both of those books a lot. Definitely in my top five, I think, mm-hmm. of the books that we read. Yeah, Daughter of Fortune, I was really worried about, like, reading the synopsis and, like, seeing that it was, like, an older book. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this at all. And, yeah, I just found it really enjoyable, and the ending was pretty satisfying. For a second, I had forgotten that we had read, read Dickens twice. <laughs> Oh God! I was like, oh, what was the one after Daughter of Fortune? <laughs> what was the one that we did in January? <laughs> now remember. Now I will say, I definitely enjoyed A Tale of Two Cities. I loved the story. I loved the be- like. I loved that. I felt like it had a like a solid plot going. Yeah, that was. Wanted- I did not have a solid plot for Great Expectations. Still don't know what it was about. To be again. Pip was the worst, like, he was so boring. Yeah. Miss Hashin, like, again, I want more of her. Her wild. I think that's why, again, I think we've said this a billion times, we literally put Oprah's books on a random will, Mm -hmm. and we picked the first 12, and I separated Great Expectations and Atelier Two Cities because Oprah didn't. She made it, like, one She made it, like, the one, yeah. The one pick, and I was like, no, I'm going to separate this. I'm not going to do this to us. And the random wheel was like, hold my beer. I got you. <laughs> I remember ticked. the random wheel being like, oh, man, I hope we don't get Anna Karenina. And then it ticked it. And I was like, dang it. And then I was like, no, I just don't want any Dickens. And then it was both of them. And it was like almost back to back. I, yeah. I don't know if we could have handled it if it was back to back. I mean, it was only a month apart, but still. Because um, we, had, we had love in the time of cholera between the two. Maybe. I don't have the list with me. Um, um, I wrote it down and forgot to bring it here. I don't have my, I don't have my little notebook. Um, yeah, and that one was not the best either. Um, I, I truly did not like that book. I just, I hated that it was about this, like, stalkerish, creepy dude that was waiting for her husband to die so he could tell her how much he loved her. Yeah, <clears throat> that one... And then the one character, like, I liked, it felt like he just had to make him skeevy at the end, Dr. Urbino, to justify, like, why he shouldn't be with yeah, Karina. Like, like and I making was like, him have an affair? Yeah. And I was just like, Bleh. that was yeah. completely unnecessary. Meanwhile, like, he does that, what, once? And Florentino's out there just banging anybody he sees and then comes across a 14-year-old that he's having this. Yeah. He's raving, basically. Um, 
And then it was like, that's supposed to be the hero of the story. Meanwhile, the guy who's like provided for her and until the very end was like, I just. And see, I wonder if the author, like maybe he didn't even want it that way. Maybe he didn't want him to be the hero. That's just how people interpreted it and like made this into this like romantic love story. And he was like, whoa, no, that's not what what I wanted. If I remember correctly, he he based the characters off his parents. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't. Possibly. That one, well, we're going to circle back to that when we talk about some of the other books we've been reading. But that's not important (laughs) right now. Yeah. Um, What else did we... (laughs) I think... Okay, so our very first book was um, The Rapture, Rapture of Canaan. And I will say, like, it wasn't the best book, but I think it was a very good first book because it was quick. Mm-hmm. It had, like, it had some intense storyline. There was, you know, the grandfather was crazy. Like, you know, there was just... I'm glad that that was our first book. Something short, something quick. It had a plot. Because I can't imagine if we would have had, like, Anna Karenina as our first book or Great Expectations as our first book. I feel like if we would have had one of those two, I would have been like, you know what? Scratch this. We're going to start over. Um, So, like, not saying that it was, like, a good, like, a great book or one of my favorites, but I think it was a good first book for us to get us ready. Because even... um, I always forget the name of it. It's the dumbest thing. What was the second book? Uh, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Thank you. I every time that name is not something in my brain. Like Heart is a Lonely Hunter was like a struggle to read, right? Like it was long. It was kind of boring. It didn't really go anywhere. It was just every chapter was a different character, but there was nothing happening. I just, I really wanted it to be, because they were very similar in time to be similar to To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I just, I think for me, the most shocking part was when, I can't remember his name. Uh, the blind man yeah. committed suicide after his friend. Yeah. It was a dick. Like, why was he friends with this man? I know. I know. I think it was, or he was deaf. That's what was deaf. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I know. And then like the thing I liked about it is the other characters, how much they relied on him as their friendship. Like they went to him like for advice to make them a better, better people. But at the same time, he didn't need to kill himself, but he was sad. I mean, the heart is a lonely hunter. Like he was sad that his friend died. So, yeah. I don't know if we've mentioned all the books because I'm I'm completely blanking on books that we've read. It was Rapture of Canaan, Heart of the Lonely Hunter, Anna Karenina, the yep. first three. Our next one was While I Was Gone. Okay. Was the next one Great Ex- No, the next one was Daughter of Fortune. Okay. And then Great Expectations. All right. The next three were Love in the Time of Cholera. A Tale of Two Cities. Uh-huh. And... Don't forget we read the one Light in August. I don't know what yes. that one was. But I, I think that was, and then I think it was What Looks Like Crazy on an Ordinary Day, followed by Light in August. Okay. Night. And then Terror Road. That's all of them. Some of them might be switched in order, but... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I was pleasantly surprised by the plot of Light in August. Yes. I didn't know how I was gonna. I didn't know how I was gonna feel about that one. It was, um, again, and I think we mentioned this in our thing. Like, really wish we had read it in school to be guided by somebody who knows more about literature than we do. <laughs> yes, for sure. But, yeah, and then I think we are all in agreement that the best book that we read was Night. Yeah. Night was the best from the the standpoint of, 
like ugh, I'm going to say this wrong too. Um, keeping history alive for remembrance's purpose to, you know, it was yeah something educate. very serious that yeah educate yeah educate. Um, my probably the one I loved the most that was like fun loving like, oh, yeah. was what looks like crazy on an ordinary day. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that one just made me happy. I was just happy reading that book. I was happy that there was a happy ending for like everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought it had a great cover. That one was probably one of my favorite covers. So I liked that. I liked that. One. I had. The, I think you and I had different covers though. Yeah, I had the. Again, I was listening to an episode before we had done our wrap up on it. Uh huh. Um, and I had the model who was like looking out from the cover. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I had to, I had to read it because every time I walked by it, she was like staring at me. <laughs> she was like, was like, read me. Ah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so that was. I mean, that's a little recap of Oprah. Um, I'm hoping this next celebrity book club goes a lot better. Um, like we said, the trailer will be dropping in approximately two or three weeks. It'll be two mm-hmm. weeks from the premiere. Yes. So we're so. taking, we're pretty much taking all of August off. Yeah, which I think will be good. Yes. I think we decided that the premiere is going to drop September 6th. Yes. So you will most likely get the trailer on August 23rd. Which I'm excited about. And like you said, I probably need to put the book on hold. (laughs) I think what we'll do is we'll probably do our first episode back by a long recap episode because (laughs) we'll have a Hopefully we've read a lot of books and stuff in that month. And then um, either the following week or the next week, we'll do our discussion on the first book for that one. Yes. Anything else with Oprah? Uh, No, I actually, so I had expected Oprah other than like the three classics that we read, Anna Karenina, Mm -hmm. both Dickens, had expected more high literature, like those, like more classics, stuff like that, um, because it's always been presented as very... I don't want to say intelligent, but like very, you know, here's books you read if you're in academia and discussion yeah. like that. And I was surprised that a lot of the books we read weren't necessarily like that. Yeah. Like they were more accessible fiction than mm-hmm. I expected from Oprah. Oh, yeah. And if you go through her list, there's definitely even more than just the ones that we read. But yeah. But she definitely does have like the important books as well, because unfortunately for us, because we didn't get one, but like, I know she had like some Toni Morrison on there yeah, and stuff like those. I was kind of hoping, but yeah, she definitely did have just some fiction books that were maybe just popular at that time and why they were chosen. But yeah. But I'm glad to be officially done. It has been a long, long journey with Oprah. Yeah. A little over a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. and Because we we started, our first episode was in, like, early July. June, sorry. June, June, yeah. We're, like, at the end of July. And it's, I mean, it's perfect, because we did do two months of Anna Karenina. So it was basically, like, 13 books. Yeah. So, Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, it's a nice, like, <sighs> like, that's what I feel with Oprah. And who knows, maybe a couple years from now, we'll do Oprah 2.0, cause she does have a 2.0. Yeah. And that one, I was looking at that list had my dark Vanessa on it. So okay. if it, and I, that one was very dark, but very yeah. good. So if it kind of follows that then mm-hmm. I think it'll be it'll be good yeah I would I would recommend if somebody wanted to read do something similar to us I mean you could do the random wheel 
Yeah. Um, or kind of really dig. I mean, there was a lot of Bill Cosby that got shooped away. <laughs> yeah, that. I think I think I think he had three books, and we did not put those on at all. No, because those have been redacted for obvious reasons. Um, or go through, read some synopses, maybe do five you really think you're going to click with and five that are going to be out of your comfort zone. And yeah. I think that could be a good mix for you. Yeah. For anyone or like, out there. Or yeah. Or like some that you thought you were going to read in high school and didn't like, cause mm. some of those are required reading. So. Yes. Um, I don't think the ones that were there were any required. No, I think we. Oh, great expectations until Tuesdays were definitely required when I was in school. Ours were not. We yeah, read. Uh, I can't remember. Listen, yeah, those were definitely been, required for us. But that's all. It's been almost yeah. 15 years since high school. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, almost 20 for me. What? Okay. What? <laughs> all right. Time Do we to... want to discuss the other rando books we've been reading? Yeah, let's do one final check-in for the season. All right. Okay. So I, like, <laughs> I think I mentioned during Tara Road, I had to take the day off and read another book. And I read The Broken Girls by Samantha James. Because you love Tara so much. <laughs> we, didn't no, I think... talk about, we didn't even mention it. But you know what? We had literally just talked about it last week. Yeah, and I think again, like your your take on it was just a nice light. Like you could be at the beach reading it. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I had even also read, and I don't think I mentioned during her Maeve Benchy's bio, but like she she was kind of known for like lighter chiclet. Yeah. Like you know, and I I again I, I don't said, I don't like, have anything against most genres. It's just most some aren't for me. And I think that's what we said is like there's a certain type of people that this is the books that they enjoy. These are what they like. These are the books that they pick up. Yeah. And again, I'm, we all I have that. I don't mean to yuck anybody's yum as yeah. Gen Z says. I've never heard that, but I like Really? It. Yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> Lovely. Man. Gen Lovely. Z's got some weird sayings and some weird oh, names. Help us all, right? Help us all. <laughs> have you seen you know the guy that's always like I asked my son blah 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 you know I think so and he's like I asked my son and it's a joke or whatever and he's like no dummy but he, oh I follow yes. him yeah okay. he's funny so it's, like, one, it's like dad CEO or something yeah the one that I love is he's like what generation is Forrest Gump from and he's like Gen A <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was another. Uh, there was another, another woman who did something similar, and I think she, her daughter's like thirteen or fourteen, and she was like, "All right, I'm just gonna tell you things, and you, you tell me what they mean." And oh, I can't remember what it was, but one of her answers was Penelope, and everybody in the comments was like, Penelope. <laughs> I can probably find it again because it was pretty funny. funny. She was like, what do all of these have in common? Ginger, scary, sporty, (laughs) and posh. She was like, uh, I don't even remember what she said, but it was not Spice Girls. Oh my god. Oh, that's great. That's so good. Well, what have... Okay, so I think I had mentioned that I was reading um, King's Cage. Yes. So that's the third installment of the Red Queen series. And I think I've been, like, pretty just, like, it's whatever. I'm just getting through this series. Um, I think I figured out what my complaint is. And I think this is just for dystopian type novels anyways. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I'm getting older and it's just not as enjoyable. But I hate the character trope. And it's the main character of they feel entitled that they have to take over and figure this out for themselves. Like all of a sudden they're the ones in charge to fix the world crisis that we're in. You know what I'm saying? 
Like there's always yeah. something there's always something different with them. Like they're somehow special and they think they're the only one. They think that they that there's obviously something wrong with the world. That's why we're this in this dystopian type novel. Like this is why. Like there's always the two groups, you know, in this one it's the silver bloods and the red bloods. And I think it's the entitlement of like and I I think we saw the same thing in Harry Potter, like freaking eleven year olds like I'm gonna take on Voldemort. Dude, sit down. You didn't even know you were a wizard four months ago. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I love those books, but I, I think it's that entitlement of it, you know? Like, I'm I'm going to yeah. be the one. I'm going to be the one to change it. I'm different. Y'all need to listen to me because no one else is like me. Does that make yeah. sense? Am I being? I feel like every dystopian novel has that main character like that. Like uh, Katniss. Yes, like I volunteer as tribute, and I'm gonna change it up, and we're not we're gonna eat these berries and kill each other at the end. Yeah. Um. On a quick side note, the woman who was asking her 14 year old daughter things, oh, yes. it was it was be kind, rewind. <laughs> she goes be <laughs> kind, Penelope. <laughs> so she was asking her what comes after be kind. Yeah, she goes complete this phrase be kind. <laughs> Penelope? Yes, that is also that was That was done by Mama Cusses on uh, Instagram. That's hilarious. She's got some funny stuff, but... Yeah. So, so that's my complaint with dystopian-type novels, period. This book, and there's always a love triangle. Tell me there's not always a freaking love triangle with, like, the best friend and the new rando, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a love triangle, and in this book, um, so the Silvers are, like, the the kings, the, like, they have special powers, like, they're the high class, and the Reds are, like, the servants and all that. And she's a Red, but she has, like, silver powers, and that's what makes her, like, different, right? I'm and, different, yeah. Yeah. And spoiler alert, there's other people like her, they're called New Bloods. And, but there's, in the kingdom... Like, there was two princes, like, they're brothers, and she was set to marry the younger brother in book one. Spoiler alerts are coming. I don't think Lindsay's reading this book, so I'm. this is why I'm telling her. No. But if anybody wants to read this series, you're not getting my... I'm not telling you to. <laughs> so there will be spoilers. Um, so in book one, like, she's set to marry the younger brother because the older brother, he's going to eventually become king, so he had an arranged marriage kind of thing. Um, but she has, like, a crush on the older one, of course, and, and it kind of turns out that the younger brother's actually bad, you know, but he loves her, but he's, like, bad, and so the, the, the end of book one ends with him, like, going against everything and, like, killing people, and she escapes with the other prince, like, the older brother, and so the second book is more, like, them finding out that there's more new bloods. How are they going to take down this new king? Because he mm-hmm. killed his father to become king. All of these things. And then um, at the very end of the second book, he actually captures... Her name's Mare. M-A-R-E. That's her, the main character. He captures her so that he can have her all to himself. And that's what he said this whole time. He's like, I'll stop killing people if you just come with me. So she finally is his like prisoner. And so that's what... Book three is this king's cage. She's captured at the kingdom or whatever. And I actually enjoyed that f- the first half of the book with her being like captured with him. I love their banter. I'm like, I'm all for this bad king. Like, I love him. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to be team bad prince or whatever. And so I was like, I like this. But eventually she gets like rescued and she tells the other guy, she's like, I love you. He's like, I love you. So right, right now she's, yeah, right now she's now been rescued and she's with the good prince or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, this is how this book's gonna end. It's gonna end up them being together. He's gonna become king, and she's probably gonna become queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I kind of like the bad boy over here, <laughs> and I think it would just be a more compelling story. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's so predictable. 
what's I almost was like I kind of just want to read the synopsis of the fourth book and see if it's even worth it um but that's kind of my complaint about it is like that predictability of a dystopian time novel like it was just everything you expected yeah and then like just like the the love triangle thing and I'm like well we always know who they're gonna pick because obviously there's the bad one and the good one so like it would be but it would be a great twist if she ends up I don't know I just that's my complaint about it I just at this point I'm like okay we know what's gonna happen but I remember when I because I read the first one when we went to Costa Rica Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it I remember like I remember you liking it yeah like I really liked it um but again that was like in 2015 and so it's been a minute yeah and so maybe I just am like over that like dystopian type I don't know young adult yeah I eventually got there too um it was right around the time Hunger Games was like really getting big um couldn't get through the first one yeah it just felt very I don't know I was just kind of bored by it a dystopian one I really enjoyed that I felt like wasn't predictable was Battle Royale oh for sure like that one was Love that one. And you didn't need three books for it. No. So, yeah. And I I think, like, when, like, The Hunger Games and all of those books were coming out, there was just a bunch of, like, dystopian-type novels coming out around that time that were just really popular. Like, I remember Divergent came out. I never read it. Um, But I'm assuming it had that same type of feel to it. But, yeah, so that's my little complaint but I finished that book yesterday so I finally got my one Kindle challenge badge of like finishing nice. a book and then I completed a week I've actually yes, I did two <laughs> I've completed two weeks oh yeah that's so, awesome so it says like two times on there yeah because you can level up yeah and then I did my 15 day one I got that one recently oh, nice I think I'm two days away from that one yeah and I won't get the perfect month because I didn't start reading until July 9th. Yeah, I didn't. So it'll have to be in August if I get the perfect month or September. Um, but yeah, those are the most recent Kindle badges that I have received. <clears throat> well, I, I've got perfect week, which was exciting. And yeah. I feel like there's a good chance, I, like you did, I'll get another one this week. Yeah. Um, the first one I read was The Broken Girls, and I'm also about to beat my beat my all-time reading streak. Oh, no! Nice. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I did. Uh, I was previously eight, and now I have nine weeks straight. But... Um, oh, what's a 14? Ooh. It says 14 weeks in a row. Nice. Um... But yeah, The Broken Girls, there was a lot I loved about it and a lot I didn't like about it. So I might give another book a try by her just to see if it's similar or if it's just this one in particular. But it goes, it starts back in like the 1950s when it was this, the school for wayward girls. Um, And there's this, this mystery of like this ghost of Mary and there's, you know, people were like, I keep seeing her and, you know, you can't let her in because if you do, then she'll kill you. Like all this stuff, all these um, like legends surrounding her and everyone talks about how they get this bad feeling in the garden because one of the legends surrounding her was that she became pregnant before she was married and had the baby and the baby was stillborn. And so the, the two of them are buried in the garden together um and that was that was like the 1700s when that that whole story started I just it was one of those things where it was taking forever for the characters to recognize like figure out what was happening oh yeah like the one girl um again the 1950s was from France and it's discovered that she was put into a concentration camp and lost her entire family and then she ends up murdered 
on like found dead like or goes missing and her friends are like no we know she's murdered because she would never leave her bag and like her sketchbook behind um and then it's present day and it's this journalist investigating her sister's murder where her body was also found on the grounds of this school and that school had been closed for about 20 years now yeah um and then she like meets up with the the four students who were friends with the other girl who died and it just seems like there's like out of nowhere it just like all wraps up really quick (laughs) yeah so, and I just, I enjoyed the 1950s story much more than I enjoyed the present day story. I wonder if you would like Sundown Motel better. That's what I'm thinking. And there's also, I, like, I think, the like, Book of Cold Cases. Yes, I, I want to read that one. So I feel like maybe those two. Because again, like I said, there was, there's a ton I really liked. And then this other plot. And then they figure out who killed Sophia like that was the the other girl Sophie um but that one just felt like it came out of nowhere like I don't know okay. yeah um, yeah I think because so. I think the Sundown Motel is more about like a haunted motel that she works at hmm. I feel like that would be more up your alley yeah because this one <clears throat> like she it, it, are you going to read this one? Um, not anytime soon. Okay. Like, no, definitely gonna, not this year. I'm going to uh, give hey, a small, a small between, spoiler. Between the next five to 500 days, okay? <laughs> when I'm 42. Um, <laughs> I saw she, that it, and I was like, I've never felt, felt so attacked in my life. <laughs> so, um, it's revealed that, like, the ghost of Mary, like, that's real. Like, she's, she's mm-hmm. haunting these grounds and, yeah. um, like they like and what happened to her with her baby and stuff like that was all real that all happened um but she's kind of instead of this this figure of like oh let me in and mm-hmm. i'm going to kill you like the the legends that the girls have kind of conjured up she's actually very protective and like when she when she appears, she can kind of show you anything. So when she, in the present day, when she appears and the, like the journalist sees her, she starts seeing her sister and various things like that. Um, and she's being, she's being chased by some, a care, like somebody who has been helping to cover up crimes and helping people like criminals get away. Yeah. And then she appears to him and they're basically just like, we don't know what she showed him, uh, but it can't be good because he was like freaked out beyond belief and stuff. So like she's she's a little bit more of a protective spirit in a way. Okay. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, The Sundown Motel will definitely be the first book I read by her just because it's a book I have. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think my mom really enjoyed it. Um and it may or may not already be on my fall TBR list that I've already started. We'll just put that out there. It's already started. <laughs> <laughs> my fall TBR is ready to go. Um, so, and then the book of cold cases just sounds really good. So. Yeah, I gave Broken Girls three stars. Okay. Yeah. And it was a quick read. Like I said, I read it in a day. Like it was. Yeah. I didn't want to put it down. Cause no. I didn't like, I wanted to finish it, but like I said, there was, it was like the 19, 1950s story was a strong four. Mm-hmm. The present day one was like a week three. So yeah. I just gave it a three. That's kind of, I feel like how you felt about, um, the last apothecary or lo- lost apothecary. I forget which one it is now. I can never remember what that one I is. Think, yeah. I think we called it both the whole time. Yeah. Like you, I think you said you liked the older story better. Yes, I would have enjoyed if it had just been all about that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm also reading, and I'm, I've only been reading it during my lunch break at work. Um, I am rereading Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, yeah. Man, it's still so good. 
<laughs> like it just makes me happy reading it. Like I'm like, oh, I'm getting like those same feelings I had when I read it the first time, which is I'm like, okay, that's what you want in a reread, right? Like that's yeah, like that's what you want. Um, but I've only been reading it just during my lunch break, just because I'm focused on the stupid Kindle challenge that I didn't know I was going to be invested in. I know. I blame Cindy. <laughs> Did you hear that, Cindy? Yeah. Um, so I've only been reading it there. I'm going to try to read a little bit of it today. Um, and then I bought, like, um, Amazon was having some, like, cheap book sales. So I bought a few books, and one of them is for the Campfire Challenge. So I was excited because the other books I'm not going to get to this year. So, you know, um, I think I mentioned I bought After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid because that one was pretty cheap. Yes. And then Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid was like $1.99. So I was like, okay, I'll get that one. And then I think... I think this one was two ninety nine, but it was, it's for the um, campfire challenge that, the summer Kindle challenge or whatever, and it's reminders of him by Colleen Hoover. And Colleen Hoover is obviously very popular. I've read. Uh, you read Verity. Yeah, I read Verity, which I think at the time, I can't remember if I gave it either three or three and a half stars. But I can't stop thinking about it, and it's still in my head. So I think it could easily be bumped up to four stars. I mean, I could not put it down. I remember I started it on a Sunday, and at one point I was like, I wanted to savor it, and so I had to put the book away. Like, I didn't want to finish it in a day. You didn't want to, like, rush it. Yeah, like, I wanted to savor, like, the feelings I was having in this book. Um, And so I, like, put it away, and... I definitely finished it that week, but I think that's what her books do, Colleen Hoover. She's clearly very popular. Yeah. Um, she's everywhere. Um, this one has, like, over a 4.5 rating on Dang. Goodreads. Um, and it's about, and she always does, like, her character names are always very, like, not, like, popular Thanks. names. Yeah, Thanks, like, uh, so, the main character, um, she has been in prison for five years. Um, from what I can tell, it looks like she had a daughter in prison because her daughter is now four years old when she comes out of prison. So, I'm assuming something happened that she had a kid in prison. Um, she returns to her hometown and to, like, see her daughter. But pretty much the town is, like, against her, doesn't want anything to do with her is going to try to avoid her from being near her daughter, um, except for one character, and he's, like, a bartender at the local bar, and it looks like they're going to... I'm only on chapter one, but this is kind of just the synopsis. It looks like they might have a love story, and he might be the connection for her to see her daughter kind of thing. Nice. But, like... What's that, one, what's that one called again? Reminders of him. Oh, Okay. It has a really pretty cover. It's the blue, like, the light blue cover with, like, birds flying around. And, like, the letters are, like, in purple and pinkish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, but it was, like, two ninety nine on Kindle. And it was, it's one of the campfire ones. And we all know where I am at in line for campfire ones. <laughs> so, and I have a feeling I can read her books. Like, again, like I said, like, Verity I read really quickly. Um I heard this one's, like, heartbreaking, though, and people, like, cried at the end. Mm. And I'm not much of a crier, so I'm, like, I don't know if I'll cry, so I'm hoping it doesn't do that to me, but we'll see. But that's what I'm, those are the two books that I'm currently reading are Where the Crawdads Sing and Reminders of Him. Well, I, I when I was re-listening to some episodes, especially last year, I was like, if I have a dollar... For every book I said I was gonna read by the oh, end of the year so and didn't, I'd be like, I I would have at least like three hundred dollars. <laughs> you'd you'd be pretty. You'd have a nice little stack of change. But one that I said for Halloween, I actually I started it and then it was like under the banner of heavens ready, and I was yeah. like, mm. but it was where they burn books, they also burn people. 
and yes. by Marcos Antonio Hernandez. And that's part of his, his, um, the, his Hispanic American heritage story. So he's got a third book in the series um, that it's, I think, I believe it's unrelated to these two, but this was originally two separate books. So where they burn people was about like the mid 1500s when the Spanish and the Franciscan um, monks came to settle Mexico. Specifically, they were in the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, and it's about, at first it starts out with uh, Friar Diego, and he's very passionate about like saving the souls of the uh, the Maya. And But he, it's, at first he does it in a way where it's like, you know, we can't, we can't force these people. We have to just show them our ways and bring them slowly over here. And when he first arrives to go meet, meet a tribe, they're about to sacrifice this young girl and he runs in screaming and saves her from being sacrificed. And what they end up doing is saying, she's, she's your responsibility now. Like you stop the sacrifice, you have to take care of her. So he like really teaches her to speak Spanish and he starts to learn the own like the language so he can converse more with um with the natives but he he slowly descends into like becoming power hungry and playing politics and just ends up going off the deep end at the very end um because again at first he seems very very passionate about saving these people and converting them and there's so they're there and they're like the religious representation, but there's also secular Spanish representation there. And these people, they've kind of separated them into separate villages. And there's rumors going around that the leaders of these, like these Spanish, um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. I'm, mm-hmm. but like the Encomendias, I'm sorry, I can't. My, I have door level Spanish. Um, <laughs> that one of them in particular is very, very cruel to the point where he has no trouble murdering any natives because he looks at it as like, this is my, these are my property and yeah. I can do with them what I want. And he eventually at one point goes and confronts this man, Francisco, and has him arrested and put on for, put onto trial for cruelty. Um, so there's that whole story. And then it kind of starts to become clear when, he was like, no, he's, he says, I can't save their souls if I can't save their bodies, if they're dead, basically. Mm-hmm. But so he ends up arresting this man and capturing him and lets him rot and die in prison. And so that's the first, like, his his fellow brothers are like, you, like, that's that's over the line. That's cruel to him when this is not our, our practice. Like, we need yeah. to show compassion to who, no matter who. Um, and at the end, he gets to the point where... He sleeps with the girl he's supposed to be responsible with, but this is like 10 years later. And so they both have this attraction. She becomes pregnant and he basically is like, this is your fault. You seduced me. You're a devil worshiper. You need to leave. So she runs to to the coast. She leaves. And then he becomes convinced that even though all these mind peoples that he's converted are coming to church every Sunday, memorizing the prayers, speaking them, that they're still worshiping their old gods. Mm-hmm. So in a horrible, horrible way, he starts torturing them and saying, how many gods do you other worship? And so yeah. they're saying like three and six. And he's like, once he does that, he's like, you need to go get your idols and bring them back. They throw all of these, you know, various idols in a pile and then finds the majority of the copies of their holy books where it's like their whole tradition, their culture, their prayers, everything are contained in these books. He tosses them on the pile and makes them all watch while he lights and burns them. So where they burn books and to show how, like how crazy he's gotten, he looks down and a Bible had fallen into this thing. And he's just like, that's a sacrifice for what I need to do. Okay. So he's completely, he's He's completely gone off the deep end. Yeah. He's crazy. And then in the next book, they also burn people. It's present day, and it's about this young, the like young man. I think, like I got the impression, in his in the twenties, um, always tries to go out after church and find more people to come to church and convert as well in the city. 
Yeah. So as you see, like these two stories run very parallel to each other and every other chapter. So like the odd chapters were all set in the 1550s ish and Mm -hmm. the even chapters are all the current day and they all run very, very similarly where he's like, I have to save the souls too and starts to slowly descend into madness as much as Friar Diego did. He becomes obsessed with this one, uh, this one girl that he meets in a coffee shop. Yeah. And this is coming back to what we were talking about earlier. She enjoys reading and she was reading love in the time of cholera. So he goes to the library and he he falls asleep five pages in. So he's like, I'm going to watch the movie, (laughs) which I was like, I can see that man. Um, I agree. And his take, his takeaway was she's Fermina. I'm Florentino. Her boyfriend is Dr. Urbino. And the only way that we can be together is if her boyfriend dies similar into the, into the movie. So I feel like you would actually like this section of the book. Yeah. Um, and his, again, he slowly just starts spiraling and spiraling and spiraling Mm -hmm. and his final act to kind of save her. And it's not, it's, it's impl- it's pretty, I mean, I thought it was made clear, but it's implied that he's a descendant of Friar Diego, because yeah. the girl who ran to the coast, because he's like, oh, our father's, my father's going to come back. And his mom is finally like, your father, your father was uh, like a preacher who came in and he got me pregnant and wanted nothing to do to me. So I flew to the, or I fled to the new world. Meanwhile, so it's very much so paralleling what happened with Friar Diego and the girl. So it's clear that he's a descendant of Friar Diego. And it becomes very clear that the girl, Alara, that he's obsessed with is like a direct descendant of one of the Mayan family. So again, it's it's the two people clashing. He ends up tricking her boyfriend to get into the library, ties him to a chair, and lights the library on fire, oh. killing her both her boyfriend. And he ends up running in to save a copy of Love in the Time of Cholera because he's like, this is it. Like, this is what's going to show her that I care and we'll be together and I'll save her. Um, he ends up like knocking over a shelf thinking that he found Love in the Time of Cholera and his arms trapped. So he dies in there, too. And when, when, yeah, and when the firefighters are taking his body out, they're like, what book is he holding? And he's holding a Bible. So he also burned, you know, the book that he was so yeah. um, hellbent on, hellbent, uh, <laughs> like using to save yeah. her and bring her to him. So it was, I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. So. And they, again, these were two separate books. Um, and they were companions, but like, I think the author and the publisher got together and said, we need to intertwine these because that's the best way to read them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, so I, I just was on Goodreads, um, for this book because I had never heard of it until last year when you put it on your fall TBR, I believe. Yeah. I was looking for like Halloween-y yeah halloweenish books and this one kept popping up which is interesting because on goodreads there's only 68 ratings and eight mm-hmm. reviews yeah. so it's not even very popular Mm-mm. but it has a beautiful cover yeah the cover is amazing and what uh, they did was they took the two covers when they were separate and just combined them <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's very like that's crazy how that, like a book like that pops up when it doesn't have like a lot of reviews and stuff like it's very it's not it's definitely not well known at the moment yeah and I think the only reason it popped up was because I had read Mexican Gothic oh okay and um along with when I when I looked at that back on Amazon or Kindle it suggested more of oh I'm blanking on her name Sylvia oh Garcia Moreno yes more of her like the um, Gods of Jade and Shadow was one that popped up a lot. So yeah, I I really liked it. I thought again for me the fifteen like the fifteen hundred story mm. 
dragged a little bit at times. Um, and the modern day one is definitely more, more thriller. Yeah. Um, but definitely horror for both the way they just, because um, Alara's father had told her basically like, you need to remember that you're Mayan and these people destroyed our culture and destroyed our history. And like, yeah, you know, um, so they, and there was one, one priest and one leader of one of the tribes who was able to save four of the books and kind of hide them around. And they were like, well, nobody's going to be able to translate these. And he was just like, somebody will figure it out. Yeah. Like, somebody will know how to do this. And there's kind of implied that like, there's a little bit of magical realism mm-hmm. because the one priest keeps appearing as a large bird in Friar Diego's dreams. And then Alara at one time becomes very, very angry and her hair kind of turns to snakes a little bit. Oh. Uh, but it's like, it's one of those things where, um, like, like did she, did her hair really turn that way? Or did Cortez, like Cortez, the main stalker guy, just yeah. kind of like imagine that because at one point he's walking through the park and people are just like, what is this? this strange emaciated man who's talking to himself doing. So it's clear that he's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, That's funny. yeah okay. it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I think, um, anything that we promised last year to read, <clears throat> we are slowly making our way through those. I think for the most part. Yeah. Like I think I am, I went back, I think we did, like, a top ten. It might have been for episode ten. I can't remember. Um, I think you just did your top ten, like, Stephen King books of all time. But I did, yes. like, the top ten books I wanted to finish by the end of the year, which obviously did not happen. But I think I've read, like, six of them so far of that top ten. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm slowly making my way. I think last year, I think I completed my summer TBR. I don't believe I did anything with my fall TBR. I'll have to go back and listen when we did a fall one. Um, but I do think I'll finish my summer TBR this year, too. Because I just have Where the Crawdads Sing, and then the other two books I did were um, The like Ordinary Life or something of A.J. Fickery. Oh, um, I lis- the, I just listened to that episode where you talked about it. I can't think of it. Something like that. Yeah, and then um, Be Treed. Mm-hmm. So those are two that, oh, The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery. That's what it is. So those are the only two books I have left that I mentioned on my summer TBR, which I do believe I should be able to finish. And then obviously I'll be reading anything to help me get my Kindle badges. Yeah, I was supposed to read Pachinko, but I'm so obsessed with this Kindle challenge that I might just try to keep. Because I've got at least two books, three books yeah. coming up on Kindle, so... Yeah, so that's the only thing that scares me about the Kindle challenge is, like, because I have so many books on hold, is I'll definitely have to be, like, yeah, I'll definitely have to be, like, putting them, like, on hold to deliver later or whatever. Um, And then I just wanted to talk about two podcasts that I've been listening to. Um, I'm listening to The Fall Line, which is... um, like, every season, they cover, like, missing children or missing mm. people. Like, the first season, I believe it was, I can't, season one, season two, I, I can't remember which one was first, but one of them was, like, um, brother and sister that went missing, and then the other one was, like, two sisters that went missing. And then they, another season they did, um, they talked about Grady Hospital in Atlanta and how so many babies were actually kidnapped from there. Yes. And so they, they do a season on that. Um, and then like the ones I'm listening to right now, they're like one or two episodes each, but it's just like missing Jane Doe's in different mm-hmm. places and stuff like that. Um, but like usually the season focuses like six episodes on like one person missing and she's a really good host. She does a really good job. And so I really like that. I mean, I have plenty of episodes to listen to but I just like started listening to that. And then the other one that I listen to right now is other people's lives. And that is Joe Santagato's other podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, 
that one, this one is the one where like they'll find like a um, Craigslist ad, like a weird Craigslist ad, and then they will call that person and actually talk to them about like whatever their, yeah, like whatever their thing is. Um, Like on one episode, they had people that believe the earth is flat. Um, And they did a really good job of explaining why they thought the earth was flat. Not that I like agree with them, but um, I love I love the thing where it's like flat earthers have followers all around the globe. It's like I want you to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, rethink that. Um, like one guy, it's called he only dates girls that have boyfriends, so he wants to be the other guy. Um, they did. One that was really good. It's called like the Lonely Family, but it's about people that have come out to their family and their family's not supportive. Mm-hmm. So this group will take you in so that you have a place to stay. Um, but yeah, it's just some of them are really funny, like and out there, and then some of them can be like pretty serious, like that. Um, but it's just interesting. They're about thirty minutes each, and it's just interesting to hear these people kind of explain. First off, that you're putting a Craigslist ad out there to find other people and then what your lifestyle actually entails. Because sometimes that Craigslist ad doesn't do a good job of explaining. Because, like, the Lonely Family one, um, Joe and his, I think his name is Greg, like, his co-host, they thought um, they were looking for just other gay people to have like sexual relations with and it was actually I mean, that's what i would assume on craigslist yeah and so they told him they were like hey you might want to reward some things in your ad because it's actually just for a safe place you know for you to go if you don't feel you have you don't have a safe place so i found that interesting and they whether they think that they believe them or not or like if they think the ad is funny they do a really good job of like respecting them and like actually listening to them explain like why they are this way or something so I thought those are those are two current ones obviously I'm still doing my normal ones that I'm trying to catch up on but I throw those in there as well because sometimes I get bored and I don't want to listen to my usual and I need something different yeah um going out like going off here the first podcast you mentioned there is a really good episode of generation y and it's all about the redhead murders where across this, like, across a few states, there were these um, these women who were found that were they were murdered, and they were almost all Jane Doe's, and they all had red hair. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, it's got to be, like, a trucker. But nobody really put them together mm-hmm. until there was this guy who came across a little memorial for one of them. And so he started doing some digging and some research, and he was like, I really think that these are connected. And um, he ended up hooking up with, a, like, a high school sociology class where they wanted to do this big project all together. And so they're like, what if we do more in-depth research into these murders? And not only did they end up identifying a good chunk of the Jane Doe's, mm-hmm. they also found a suspect. Oh. Who they are, like, people are fairly convinced that this man was responsible. Um, and, like, they met up with his wife. I, I think he died in prison. Mm. They met up with his wife, and I, if I'm recalling correctly, I listened to this a while ago, she was, like, a, a dead ringer for one of the victims and his mom had like red oh. hair. Maybe it was his ex-wife. I can't remember, but it was something like that where it's like normally you would see that in criminal minds kind of thing. Yeah. But he worked with this sociology class where they were like, you know, how could they be all spread out? And they were like, we think the easiest option is that it was a trucker yeah. or a traveling salesman. And then they were like, um, like they got they got help from um, like they were able to get police records and photos. They got yeah. help like they it was amazing, like, this thing, and the guy, they actually, like, the guy who started all this was on, like, telling his story, and he was just, like, it's amazing what people can do if we get together and we work together and put our minds to it, because 
a lot of these people, you know, were like a lot of these women were considered like they call them less dead where it's like they were drug users. They were sex workers. So they, oh, yeah. they all just assumed they were people that nobody was going to miss. Yeah. It's always like that when it's somebody like that, they're like, well, it's their job that got them in trouble and killed yeah. them. Um, so this guy was like, no, I think we were able to figure it out. And he ended up again, like I've saying, identifying a lot of these women. And when he would go to their families, like it would be, like some of these were like their daughter and she was just like, yeah, I was just, she just didn't come home one day or, you know, she was my aunt and yeah. we know she had a drug problem and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't unusual for her to come in and out, but it was like these people truly missed their loved ones. Oh yeah. And so he was just like, they deserve like respect and investigations as well. Oh, agreed. It's yeah. All, yeah. It's always, it's always like that. Like, I think, you see that a lot, not just with, like, sex workers, but also, like, um, if a blonde, beautiful girl goes missing, mm-hmm. the media is all over it. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that other people do not get that same type of attention. Because, um, again, it's considered, like, you know, oh, that they were in a safe neighborhood. This shouldn't have happened to them. Yeah. Um, I really like, um, I forget what the podcast is called, but I think it's called Missing and Murdered, but it's of Indigenous women, Mm -hmm. and that's a really good one. Um, But yeah, I think the way you're talking about this, I feel like that could make it be its own podcast and be like six episodes. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. It was the March 6th episode of Generation Y, and it's W-H-Y. Okay. They used to do really good episodes. They've kind of fallen, like, during their more recent episodes, they've kind of fallen yeah. off for me. I think you've, um, like, recommended them before, and I think I've listened to, like, specific episodes that you've told me to. Yeah. Like, I like a lot of their older episodes than some of the ones they're doing now. Because there yeah. was one episode that really put me off from it, so. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I might listen to that one, but I really think that that one, the way you're talking about it, I think that would be a great, like, six-part type episode podcast on mm-hmm. its own and um, I don't know just, if the guy's working on that or if he's yeah. if he's moved on to another set of yeah Jane, you know Jane or John like, Doe's so. yeah because like you said if there's if there's multiple victims and it crosses over multiple states like I just feel like there's a lot of research that you could easily spread into that's hard to cover in one episode um but yeah I might listen to that one because that actually sounds really good but yeah um I think that's all I have um I don't have any more yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, that was everything on my notes. Um, well, this will be our last episode of this season, our season finale. So we went out with a long one. Sorry about that. Nice. Um, and then sometime in July, nope, sometime no. in August, we'll be putting out the trailer for season two where we reveal who our celebrity book club is and the first three books for that celebrity book club we have already picked out the 12 again we did the random will um it was kind of fun to do it again we hadn't done it um so we did the random will again and i'm excited um and i hope everybody enjoys the rest of their summer hopefully when we come back for season two we will have plenty of books to talk about that we have read Hopefully our summer TBR is complete or very close to being completed. And I'm sure our Kindle challenge, hopefully we'll have more badges by then. Um, but yeah, if that's everything, our Instagram is reading with celebs. Our Twitter is reading W celebs. Please go give us a like, follow, subscribe, review, all of those fun things. And we will see you in about a month for season two. Happy reading. Bye guys. Bye.